Rava. Embrace the chaos. Happy Father's Day, dads. Welcome to the first ever Rava podcast. My name is Mike, and I'm one of the co-founders of Rava, along with Joe, who you will hear from in just a moment. Uh, Today is Sunday, June 18th, 2023. Thanks so much for joining us. Appropriately enough, today is Father's Day, uh, and today we are debuting our new podcast called Drinks with Dads. So here it is. Uh, We've arrived. You found it. So for those of you who don't know, Rava is a brand designed specifically for dads to try to meet the needs of today's dad. And through building this brand, Joe and I just had so many good conversations about raising our kids, you know, swapping notes and stories. And, and we thought this this could be a cool opportunity to share some of those conversations uh, and also bring in other dads and hear about their experiences and their lives. So that's what we're going to bring to you here over the next several weeks uh, on this uh, Drinks for Dads podcast. And the hope is that you'll find something that helps you or motivates you or uh, something that you can relate to. And, you know, ultimately that we can all uh, support each other on this journey of being a dad. So um, with that, I just want to introduce this first episode. Uh, This is a conversation between Joe and I that we had a few months ago. It's a good one. This was when Joe was just becoming uh, a dad for the second time. So uh, now he's got two little kiddos. But again, this was a few months ago. This was right before his second one arrived. So hope you enjoy it. And as always, please check us out at Rava.co or reach out to either of us, Mike at Rava.co or Joe at Rava.co. Um, you know, we'd love to hear from you anytime. Uh, yeah, enjoy the podcast. Thanks a lot. I don't know. I feel like I'll do an intro or something at some point, but uh, I don't really know what that's going to be like. Welcome to Drinks with Dads. Thanks. Happy to be here. Yeah. Uh, so I'm Mike Kemp, and this is Joe Wallach, and here we are, founders of Rava. And uh, we're going to go ahead and talk to Joe today about being a dad. And what Hell that's yeah. like. It's the best job in the world. Sure is. Um, so, yeah, I've got a handful of questions here, but I'm sure you've got stuff that you want to talk about, too. Um, but, yeah, I just I figured I'd quiz you a little bit and just, you know, kind of pick your brain. I am going to ask you a little bit about um, uh, perception of dads and kind of the male stigma that we talked about. But, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll see if it's uh, if it's worthy of making it in, in the podcast here. But, yeah. Um, so I should mention from the outset, at the outset here, that uh, you're you're about to be a dad again. So congrats for that. 13 days, 12, 12, I guess, if you're counting today to be over, because we're recording at 9 p.m. So, so Okay, so it's, it's what, the 14th? Indu- What's the due date? 13th. Induction, 5 a.m., 13th, bright and early. Let's go. Wait, wait, 5 a.m.? Like on purpose? Yeah, apparently we're scheduled to go in. At 5 a.m. It's funny because when we had Leo, we scheduled, I think we were scheduled going at 9 p.m. So we went in, got settled, situated, got in comfortable as much as she could be. Um, and yeah. then, yeah, started started the journey and next day, sure enough. So it will be one and done all day. Yeah. Day. Well, so if, if they induce at 5 a.m. then, so, you know, hopefully you'll be done, yeah, by the end of the day, right? But yeah. Good for you. Were you, got, were you like, here's interesting question back to you yeah (laughs) when you had the second were you guys you know like let's stay in the hospital as long as possible or like hey let's just get out of here so we get home be with kai uh we yeah we stayed as long as we could uh it was it was a little weird because it was still sort of it was covid times Mm. um you know it was it was 2021 but yeah we i mean we made the most of our time there uh 
and so both Kai and and Mika were were C-sections. So um, we had our appointment, which was they were very prompt. It was like 4 p.m. and you yeah. know she just she got here. She arrived right on time, um, which was. <laughs> Uh, which was very nice. I'll someday I'll, I'll tell the story of Kai. You know, it was it was not like that, but yeah, we. I mean, because of the C-section, they let us stay for however many five days or something, and we, right. yeah, yeah, we stayed the whole time because you know the nursery there. and sleeping. Yeah, like they go sleep in the unit, and you get to sleep in the room, just the two of you. That's because uh, my cousin and her husband, their second one, they were like, you know, let's get back home real quick, right? Like we sure. need to be here. Um, and it'll be interesting to see who we are. My in-laws are coming, and they'll be here for a while. So, so you're gonna play it by ear, just see how you feel and what the yeah. That's a good call. Yeah, um, I feel like we'll probably be right in the middle of that, like not rushing to get out of there, but wanting to get home. Just sure, kind of get. I guess maybe it's too. It's introducing Leo. Yeah, that's the whole thing. So, yeah, I mean it. Very, I mean. Kai was six when Mika was born, and so he was very aware of what was going on, and he was very excited. So, I mean, I think we, yeah, I, I mean, it was a while that he was waiting, but uh, we were, I, I remember we were anxious to get to get back home for that reason. So, um, does Leo understand what's going on or anything like that? We've been hyping up little brother for a long time, so um, we've, you know, he's got a little... Leo's got a tent and there's a little kind of play area that we had from Leo in there and it's like a little tent. So he calls it little brother's tent. Oh, so that's adorable. I think so, but cool. We'll see if he truly understands and accepts once he, we come he will. I mean, he, I, I believe in you, Leo. It's going to be good. Um, so let's rewind though for, for a second, if we could, because, uh, the first question I wanted to, I wanted to ask you is, um, if if you even remember at this point what what it felt like uh, when you first learned that you were going to be a dad with with Leo, because as you and I have talked about in the past, um, you know, you and I both had sort of the the desire to at some point in in adult life become a dad, right? So, what you know, do you remember what that felt like when when it when it actually happened when you when you first learned? Yeah, I feel like my heart skipped a beat. I, I mean, I think. Becoming a dad, finding out, and then even just the 10 months, it's it's unique, right? We talk about gender, the gender here. Like, as a male, you're not carrying the child, right? And there's just, generally, there's just so much unknown with a child, like rearing a child and going through that process that I feel like, you know, when we found out, it's, you're just super happy, and then you you go to nervous right away. Right. And you kind of maintain that nervous state for 10 months. You know, you've got little blips of excitement and joy and happiness when you go to an appointment and everything looks fine. And we are very fortunate that, you know, we've had a couple of healthy ones, healthy pregnancies. So, you know, I, I can't like say thank you enough to the powers that be about that. So, you know, I think when we found out, it was just, you know, a, a bunch of joy, probably a little bit of, you know, scary, uh, and then just nervous about what is to come because of the journey that is pregnancy and then being a dad, right? Like, and having a child and, and learning as you go. Yeah, for sure. Um, so you talk about those those 10 months. 
I'm curious to learn how how did sort of how did how did you and Anne um, react to to sort of the preparation element? Where did you guys are you guys planners? Like, did you go out and buy everything under the sun? Uh, like, and who, who did what, what, and what did you do specifically? Like, uh, were you like the gear guy or, or did you take a backseat or, you know, uh, I think everybody's kind of got a different approach. So what did, what did you guys do? Yeah. I mean, I think Ann and I's relationship kind of like spilled over into this. It wasn't kind of like, Hey, because of the baby coming, it wasn't okay. There's Ann and my, like, Anne is just naturally curious and naturally goes and browses and looks at things and researches things. It She's in the medical field, so, you know, like that sort of curiosity is natural to her. So I'd say, you know, she was doing a lot of the exploratory of like figuring things out, what we needed, what are what's good, what's not so good. I feel like... And then she'd bring things to me and say, hey, what do you think of this? What do you think of that? Be like, yeah, that looks interesting. No, that like, nah, I'm not feeling that kind of thing. Like not the, you know, look and feel of it. Or, you know, I think when it comes down to the more functional pieces, you know, I I trust her. So if it was choosing, you know, a set of bottles and, and she, you know, she wasn't just choosing that. She was probably influenced by a bunch of other things. I think from, for me and my role, I, I would go do my own research just because I was curious, right? What what are those good bottles or what are what is a good pack and play? Do we need a pack and play versus do we need a crib? I think I, I was just trying to get smart and educated to match what she had what she knew. Um because, you know, it's I don't you don't there's so much that you need for a child that you know, for me to be, to want to be a good dad, I just wanted to know everything that we would need, not necessarily which one we would buy, but everything that we would need and trying to really under, like see what was out there. Um, and I think ultimately when it came down to like purchasing things, I mean, you, you've got your baby shower so that, you know, traditionally people pick things out for you that you put onto that or people buy you things that they, they like and then we probably did a couple of different runs to a bye-bye baby or you know our own run of like hey let's get this you know this big thing this big purchase that we like like let's choose this together and do research together on it yeah uh because you don't know what you don't know i i think going through this right i mean so it, it takes some of that some of that digging to figure out what are what are even the questions i need to be asking uh, right because it's like, not like any experience ever it, yeah, as a guy, right? Like, okay, there's bottles. Okay, did you know that there's a one-hole bottle and a two-hole bottle and a three-hole bottle? I had no idea. No, no idea, right? <laughs> and and how does that mimic? And what is what is the benefit of a one versus two versus three-hole? And how does that compete with breastfeeding? You know, there's all of these details as a guy that when you start this journey, you're like, I have no idea. What? Why? Where? You know, there's just so many questions that come with it. So I think that educational journey, um, you know, is that transition where you you turn from just, you know, being a guy and that you make that change to knowing, you know, what you need to know now. You know, like you and I could probably have a conversation of one versus two versus three holes and when we switched and how long and, um, you know. We totally could, Joe. We totally could. (laughs) Next next episode. (laughs) Uh, So... You know, uh, Leo's two and a half, and 
now that now that you know you guys have been chilling for a couple of years here and you're welcome welcoming number two how how has your mindset changed or or has it i mean with with the arrival of of number two uh how are you preparing differently or or is it all the same no i mean i think it's definitely not the same you know i think we have a foundation now right so you know we've kind of gone through the process before so there's just less things that we need to go buy there's less things that we need to go like search for we've got you know most of the stuff that we'll need so that's from like a product perspective but from a mentality perspective you know i sort of feel because of a two and a half year gap i sort of feel like i'm doing it all over again you know i we're gonna start you know shout out to taking care of babies a a brand and a, a company that we've loved so much um we're going to start watching those, their online webinars again, you know, about progressions and sleep training and kind of getting back into that. We did it the first time, but, you know, I think you kind of forget you and the timing and the, you know, what comes after, what, what comes first, what comes second and how you go through that process. So I'd say it feels like we're starting all over again because of the two and a half year gap. So, you know, I think you know, the challenge too now is, and this kind of hit me this past weekend, we, we now have two kids in the house, right? So it, it, it was easier when it was, I won't call it easy, but it's two on one, right? So you can take the baby and someone can hold them. The other person going to, you know, now we're, we're one-on-one, we're man to man. So, you know, we want to love Leo just as much as we love I'll use the name we'll love Leo just as much as we love Cal um but we want to give them the same attention so that's something that makes me nervous because right now as of tonight I can pour everything I have into Leo but coming soon like I'll need to split that and that's like that kind of makes me nervous a little bit am I going to be able to do that effectively and be this the dad that I want to be now with two kids versus one. Spoiler alert: You will. Okay. It's uh. It's. I got a lot of love to give. Yeah, and it's. I at least for me, I'll. I'll if if I may, for just for Please. a minute. I, it was tough for me to conceptualize how I would love another child as much as I love Kai, right? And and how, you know, how how you would emotionally make room for for that. Um, and you know, to your point, more practic more practically, like you know, how how we're how am I going to distribute my attention? And it just it happens. Um, you know, it, I I think for me it was you're a family, right? Yeah. So they're giving each other attention too, which is something that you don't really think about. But they they will have their own special re- relationship too as they as they grow and develop. And um, yeah. Do you f- do you feel like you? take you know with that time right do you feel like you take less time for mike then or do you feel like you just take let's use percentages you know before you spent 50 percent on mike and 50 percent on kai do you now feel like you still take 50 percent for mike and now 25 percent for kai 25 percent for mika obviously like the other 100 the other 100 percent goes to our spouses of course but (laughs) yeah it's a good question i think i mean the the physical time uh does have to come from somewhere and i certainly think there was you know um it's more of an incremental 
change than the than the stepwise change of, of you know not being a parent and then becoming a parent, right? But uh, yeah, I, I think I have less time for me with two kids, and I think I would have even less time with three kids. Um, you know, that being said, I don't I don't feel like I. I don't feel like it's never enough, right? I mean, it's sometimes not enough, but it's 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 manageable and it's um it's worth it. I don't know. I mean, the the, the thing that struck me again and I'll this just bears repeating in in my mind is I didn't understand how I would love another child as much as I loved my mm-hmm. son and it happened yes. and it's crazy. And I I I imagine that every parent of multiple kids can you know, have some similar story, but I'm I'm just excited for you, Joe, to 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 feel that. I mean, because it's pretty pretty miraculous in in my mind. So, uh, yeah. Leo could use probably 400 less kisses from his dad every day. So, I guess that that's something that easy can, that Leo will happily distribute other places. <laughs> True story. So, um, shifting a little bit, and and we'll we'll see where this goes, and and if we want to, you know, um, but. We talk a lot about the role of of dads changing, um, you know, in in this day and age, you know, dads are are, are doing more and expected to do more. Um, and yet there's still this sort of narrative uh, that dads don't know what they're doing um, and are kind of going around clueless. Um, at least that's, you know, that's how I would describe it. How, how would you describe that public perception of dads and um you know, how does your experience fit with that or, or does it not? Yeah, I think like for me, the role of dad, you know, it goes goes back to, you know, who who your partner is um, and what they are doing. And I think you're you'll you're seeing a little bit of a shift with partners doing more and therefore dads being involved and there's also dads wanting to be more involved too. So, you know, there's, there's big cultural shifts, right. As well of like from a work perspective, it's not just dad at work all day, every day, and they're not working 80 hours, right. Dads want to be splitting time more. And I think as you see, you know, future generations, millennials, Gen Z start to come up more, right. That involvement or just the lack of not lack of work, but wanting that balance, right, of life versus work. I think that will that will start to see dads shifting more and more to spending more time um, with families. But, you know, what's interesting to me, and I, I think about this a lot, and what is my role as a dad in, in Leo's life versus Anne's role as a mom. And I'd say maybe I even still play into this stereotype Maybe I don't, but dad is seen as the stereotype is that mom takes care of you, dad plays with you, right? And so therefore, if something needs, if they need taking care of, I think the perception is, well, that's that's mom's job. Dad's there to have fun and play and be happy and yet, or, or to scold, yada, yada, yada. But I think, you know, as as dads increasingly play more of that important role or more of that engaged role, they've got to transition into, you know, a bit more of that caretaker role, which I think is harder, harder for us to do and not as natural 
because I think for moms, it's a more natural thing. I mean, they carry the baby for 10 months, right? So, you know, I, I try to challenge myself when I see this and I, I definitely play that, that role in this house, right? If Leo wants to run around the couch, like a crazy guy, I'm running around the couch with him like a crazy guy. Um, and that's not to say that moms don't, but I'd say more often than not, right? That's, that's what I do. Cause that's what I like to do with him, you know, but you know, tonight at bedtime, if he's, you know, he's exhausted, he's in there. All right. Daddy's going to put you down tonight. Exhausted. Doesn't feel well. I, dad's in there cries and wants mom, wants mom to come back in and wants mom to put him to bed, you know? So I think it's, it's on dads to challenge that and be comfortable with that tension of not wanting the kids, not wanting to necessarily go to dad for those things. Um, and trying to challenge that and, and try to play more of that role because you're, you're, you're going to need to be engaged or if mom's away on a trip, right. Dads can't just be like, okay, well, we're going to have pizza tonight and go to bed at 11 o'clock, right? Like dads need to sort of fill into that caretaker role and still build, you know, the, okay, we're going to have our fruits and vegetables and we're going to go to bed at nine o'clock like normal times if mom were here and if you're crying and you're still crying for mommy, dad's got to be comfortable with the, you know, it's, it's me, you got me. And if you want to keep hitting me, keep hitting me, but I'm, I'm going to take care of you tonight. Yeah. And I, I think it's, it, that's interesting perspective. And I, I, you know, I agree. I'm, I'm the, the silly one, the playful one, uh, more so than, um, than their mom is, but you know, it's, that's not that's not where the responsibility stops, and I feel like maybe in the past there was a, a sort of a clear line between, um, you know, men didn't have the um, capability. Well, that's I don't want to say that they uh, <laughs> they always had the capability. They weren't um, encouraged to uh, take steps to you know involve themselves in the caretaking. Let's say that, and it's. And it's hard. There's a natural, there's just a really natural tension there too. And it's, it's born out of nature. You well, know, mom's, mom's number one. I mean, we've always said it, right? Of course. But, right. or and, right? And dads are becoming more, more relevant, more involved and need to take more responsibility. And so, and I, and most of us are, I mean, I think it's, it's a real thing that's happening in the world. Yeah. And it, it's awesome to see because just what does that mean for the kids? What does that mean for the partners and the spouses? Like there's just so much that I think positive that come that can come from it. So for sure. I just love to see, love to see that shift. So, and at one, um, one more thing that I wanted to ask you here, and this is uh, sort of exhausts my list of questions for you, but as it relates to that shift um, and dad's, taking on this new role. One of the things that we are focused on at Rava is, is creating a community of support uh, for dads that are trying to figure it out. Right. Um, Because again, this, this is all evolving in real time here. So um, how do you envision the, the community aspects coming to life at Rava and and how can, how, how do you see dads helping each other? I mean, it just goes back to our, weekly meetings right we get on sometimes and talk about business for the last like 15 minutes of our conversation right and we spend the first hour and 15 minutes whatever it is talking about our kids and the challenges that we're facing you know 
our, our career challenges and how that bleeds into our kids. And, you know, so I think to me, it's as dads, we're just so proud, right. That we want to talk about our kids, um, and what we're going through and what we're dealing with. And, you know, there's a, there's a difference. It goes, goes back to what we were just talking about, right. The gender stereotype or that tension that you're feeling, right. Like I've had many conversations with, with other dads and a new dad where we both just at one point want like yelled at the top of our lungs. Cause it was just so frustrating because we didn't, we didn't know what to do. We didn't know what else to do. Right. So just to feel that the reality that we both felt that way as a dad and had to express our emotion in that way, it just, it makes it feel a little bit more like real and tangible that, you know, yelling, yelling the F word out loud in front of your two month old is, is like normal. And it's not, you know, you don't need to feel bad that you did it. He's never going to remember that. But for you, you sort of feel guilty, right? You, you feel sort of like you're failing at that moment because you let your emotions beat you in that moment. But to know that other dads are feeling that same way is just a validator that, you know, you're kind of going through that and, and would never do that. Right. And it's one, because she's, you know, way more patient than I am and, Um, so I think there's the relationship that dads can have together because we are going through similar things versus mom there, you know, there's a reason that a lot of moms talk to each other. Right. And therefore there should be the reason that a lot of dads talk to each other because we're going through a lot of the same things. So I think for me, community is just finding those shared experiences, shared connection points, and being able to leverage those to say, cool, I'm a dad, but. I'm, I also love golf. So cool. How do you balance golf and your kids? You still need to take care of yourself and go play golf, but you love your kids a ton. So do you, okay. How early did people get their kids into golf? Right. A dad of a 10 year old and a dad of a two year old, like can have a good conversation of like, how early did you get them involved and how did you do it? And what is that process? And what does that mean for you now? I think there's just a lot of learning that can happen amongst dads with how they've handled things in the past, how they're planning on handling things, et cetera. So I think there's just a lot of power in the connection, um, of, of also dads like breaking down their, the barrier of not wanting to share things and just saying, Hey, like what, how did you, how did you handle this? What, what do you think about that? When did you start doing this? I'm traveling alone this time with two kids. How did, you know, what recommendations do people have? Moms would do it differently. Dads do it differently. So leverage dads, other dads to learn about it. Love it. Yeah. Couldn't have said it any better. And uh, looking forward to seeing that all take shape and taking part in it and, and everything. So, yeah, thanks again for the time. And we'll catch everybody next time. Take care. Take care.